welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Aaron Carr on the line, and he is Head of Publisher Sales over at Smart Ad Server. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Smart Ad Server and how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how did you get started in your career and in business? Sure. Uh, I came out of college in the late 90s looking to start a career in the music industry. And uh, as I started to make my way up the ladder there, uh, the industry was dealing with, at the time, file sharing companies like Napster, Kazaa, what have you. So you started seeing a natural shrinking and reinventing of the music industry. I decided to eventually follow my entrepreneurial spirit, which landed me in digital advertising. So pretty much I've sold various technology and media uh, partnerships and entities throughout the digital publishing space for years, and that path has ultimately led me to being head of publisher sales here for Smart Ad Server. That's awesome, um, and I think that's a, a really good transition to get into what you're doing over at uh, Smart Ad Server. So let's go sure. a little bit further into the business. So tell us a little bit more about it, please. Sure, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll take it a little bit general and get a, a bit more pointed. Uh, publishers' websites today, whether you go to an e-commerce website or a content website, they all want to monetize their traffic. Uh, most of them monetize either via display banner ads, uh, video ads, e-commerce ads. There's definitely a variety. Uh, my company, Smart, makes the technology uh, that, that serves those ads, as well as we also provide an automated service that can also provide the ads themselves. So it's my job to find clients to use our platform both as a uh, what we call a supply partner for us to run ads on, as well as a, a platform partner to utilize our software. Man, that's awesome. And uh, obviously, it's a software, so I'm good, but I will ask the question. So you work with a lot of different niches, I'm guessing. Um, and so you're not niched out in one thing for this, or just a little bit more on that? We do. We do. We can work with sites across all, all verticals. It could be an e-commerce site. could be a site talking about sports, entertainment, politics, you name it. We work with all businesses of all types. We have clients as small as two, two, billion, 2 million hits a month and as large as 10 billion hits. That's awesome. And so what is um so so you're also hitting a big spectrum of clients, that's great. What what kind of like you've been in this space for a long time. Um what kind of trends are you noticing in just advertising or advertising software? Like I'm just curious to see how this monetization is, is playing out in effect. Yeah, I, I think with the evolution of the business, um I think we now know uh truer metrics in terms of the value of an ad, be it a display or banner ad. And thus, there, there's what we call downward pressure in terms of the CPMs uh, on the publisher side. There mm -hmm. is an increase in middlemen, which take, or intermediaries, which take their cut of the end dollar. So you often will see a $10 ad that starts at the advertiser end up with the end user, the publisher, at $2 because of different taxes here or there. Mm -hmm. uh, and most everything, it, it, continues to evolve to a more 
automated structure where you're having, you know, computers and algorithms and whatnot build uh, these automated machinations for these clients to monetize their traffic. Let's talk a little bit more about the idea. Uh, let's stick on automation a little bit longer. Um, so let's sure. um, ads, ad creation. I believe you mentioned the software part of that is um, is automated. Let's go a little bit further there also. Mm -hmm. Sure. So not so much the creation. There are companies that, that automate the creation mm. of the ads. It's more so uh, the automation of the showing of the rendering of ads. So uh, you'll have uh, code living on sites pages that reads the user and says. This is a user that's in, you know, between 25 and 34, male or female. They're interested in cars, fashion, general interest, or whatnot. And will, uh, as, as an advertising service, try to match the most relevant ad with that user on the publisher site. And and the end result, in my opinion, is um, and correct me if I'm wrong, is a better experience. So in the past, you didn't necessarily want to even you, some at times it was a good, it was a trade off to giving up that space on your website because you didn't you wanted yep. people to come back, so you didn't want to give them that bad user experience. So you put somebody on there and then you offend them um, with the wrong ad, and I don't mean offend offend them as in it was offensive. I just mean it's something that they wouldn't normally want to see. They see that on your site, then you're like, oh, they're never going to come back. But now with what you're talking talking about, that just makes it to where you can actually maybe even enhance the experience if you show them the right things they want to see. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Uh, so it's on a few levels, and there's, 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 there's two sides to every coin. So one, it automates and makes it easier for site, pub, for site owners to focus on what they do, create good content, and build a nice audience, and let companies like mine automate the way that they earn money. So we kind of take care of the problem for them, right? For the end user, it's a two-sided coin and one that the industry is currently confronting. Uh, before recently, you, you, there was actually an announcement today that Google is banning uh, uh, cookies in, uh, the, over the next two years. So these are placeholders that follow users around the Internet, you know, tracking their interests and hobbies and whatnot. Often you've probably seen it where if you go to, uh, to uh, uh, Zappos.com to look at a pair of shoes, you'll go to two other websites and those websites will show you Zappos ads, okay? Versus, and that's really the way it's been done, really what we call retargeting. Versus mm -hmm. today, which is really focused around contextual and we call semantic and intent to, to focus on, okay, here's the context of their visits and that traffic pattern. But what is the intent of it? We don't want to look at someone that's on a website that there's a news article about a steroid scandal than to show them ads about steroids. We want to find the user and say, what is their intent uh, click string over the past few visits and show them ads that's, that are increasingly more relevant, that's where algorithms and automation come in to, to enhance the user experience. Wow. Um, and uh, would be interesting to hear your opinion on what you think that whole, and not, not saying you, you have to, I'm making you bring out that crystal ball, but what do you think is going to happen with this whole cookies ban? I'm just curious. Well, I think it's going to make for it's really going to build a focus around a few things. I think first-party data, so for the, the sites themselves to get as close to first-party data as possible, because that's what the advertisers want. They don't want the data to be washed through different intermediaries and whatnot. They want as relevant as possible first-party data as could be. And I think what it's going to lead to is really the the reemergence of contextual and semantic because neither of these really infringe on data privacy and, and user behavior as much as uh, the retargeting and the cookies. This is really what it's all about with things like GDPR uh, and CCPA, California Citizen Privacy Act. It's really all about privacy of the end user 
and that's what's causing this change in the industry. So we all anticipate the industry getting to a better place as a result. Yeah, it seems like the ultimately the user experience becomes better, right? In the end, yes, I think it does. Absolutely. Mm. Hmm. I'm not. I'm not saying it makes it more efficient or easier. That's going to be a big shakeup because there's a lot of people that have built pretty big businesses based on on that on that one you know um, niche, if you will, of running ads and other things. So people are going to have to really reformulate that. But I feel like on the content creator side, that's like a, that's like a dream, like because now the, I think the, that I think I think you make a fair point. Yep. There's a lot of companies that really make a living off helping those site owners do just that. Focus on the content side and the audience development. We help you monetize and give you a check at the end of the month. And I think that's where the industry is kind of continuously evolving. What what the concern is is, is that you have a lot of people who build careers and, and, and longevity mm-hmm. in the space that have, you know, real life issues like, like mortgages, families, expenses and whatnot. Oh, absolutely. What I what I've seen and what I've seen in the industry is that as we get to a more automated place, the need for quality human involvement is even more. For you know, partnership management, contextual, different oh, things yeah. around uh, kind of furthering the business. So, I don't really think it's a shrinking of the industry. It's kind of a retraining or repurposing of the collective skill set. I love it. That's a great point. Um, so, Aaron, uh, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information, obviously we just we just barely scratched the surface today. Um, we're not yep. going to have time to go too much further. If somebody's listening to this and they want more information on a smart ad server or to connect with you, um, what's, what's the best way for them to get that info? Sure. Uh, from a corporate perspective, smartadserver.com, spelled as it sounds, S-M-A-R-T-A-D-S-E-R-V-E-R.com, talks about our business. We, we have a unique perspective in the industry because we're actually French-owned and French-based, so we have a different culture than others in the, in the space. Uh, and also meet directly, A-C-A-R-R, A-C-A-R-R at smartadserver.com, or feel free to link in with me directly, and I'm happy to start and further a conversation. Fantastic. Well, hey, Aaron, really appreciate you uh, coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and all the great work you're doing over at Smart Ad Server to help your clients. Um, and to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. Hope you had a lot of fun. Um, we sure did making this for you. Um, if you did, uh, don't forget to leave me a um a review on the Apple iTunes store, subscribe to the podcast. I mean, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. It does mean a lot to me and my team. Um, and Aaron, thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, and I really appreciate what you do for the industry as a whole.